Hello. Episode 2 of Neo Retro Video Game Disco. Hum. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Stardew Valley. Hum. And the game that inspired it, Harvest Moon. I've been told I'm just a little too wound up for some people. I get a little too excitable. So I have my yoga instructor here. He's gonna help me come to a centered place while I play the old game this week, Harvest Moon. about Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley is that they're known to be quite relaxing and after a stressful day of work it's nice to unwind with a calm game selected this game. And now you are going to get to see just how relaxing Harvest Moon can be. I'm going to boot up the game now. I've already started. I've named my character you get four letters to name your character. So naturally, I selected the word butt. And butt has a dog. And his name is Bum with two M's. I didn't want to leave one character out of the name because I appreciate the developers of this game and that they'd have afforded us the space to spell but. Let's jump back into the game now. So, the thing about... Oh, music's a little loud. I'll speak up a little bit. I'm sorry for those that are relaxed. So, uh, I have played a little Stardew Valley, so I know sort of how things work, even though I've never played um, Harvest Moon before. 
but I, I've, I've gone to town and I've talked with a lot of people there and uh, they've given me some seeds and a water can so I'm just gonna uh, dig a plot here I've got about eight seeds so I'm gonna one two three four you know four is gonna do for now you don't want to hear all of it. It, it everything takes just a little bit of time which it's good it teaches you patience so and this music is Ugh. Uh, so uh, we're going to go ahead and so I just place one seed at a time here in the what the all right so you can't see this he just threw the seeds in the air and I so I was standing next to one of the places that I tilled and I tried to put my seeds in that spot but now they're everywhere I, I just threw the seeds in the air and I've lost pretty much all but two and two have landed in the right place, but all right, let's let's grow these. Um, okay, there's nothing in my water bottle, so I have to walk over to the water side and get the water. There's like a little hole here. I know you can't see it, but I'm walking back in. Um, so all right, I poured the wa pour the water on here. I can't tell if the water is actually where it's supposed to be. You know what? Forget this game. You know what? Let's just start the show. Just just start the show. Oh yeah! It's time for Neo Video Game This week on the show, we got Elliot from Tessin and We got a Welcome in to the studio today. It is episode two of Neo Retro Video Game Disco. And this week, if you didn't know already, after hearing that long and waste of your time intro, I mean, it's like six minutes long. What am I thinking? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Anyway. <sighs> Podcasting can be exhausting, you know. I've been preparing for a hurricane here in the local library. And I've had to do everything I can to meet this deadline. To find a way to put out an episode. And when things are rough and things are stressful, you gotta take a moment to calm down and relax. With a little farming simulator known as Harvest Moon. Oh, shh, shh, shh. I'm supposed to not really be recording here. Someone just walked in. I'm sorry. I'll just have to wait for this to finish because we're not really supposed to be recording here. Um, Okay. Again, sorry, I just... How long of a flush is that toilet? Is he peeing again? This is really embarrassing. I, I apologize. 
Okay, I think he's gone. Harvest Moon was released in the United States in 1997, and it was a very different game. It's one of those games where there's no violence, really at all. Like, even in Mario, you stomp on Goombas and smash them to bits and murder them as they're walking, just walking by. But in Harvest Moon, it's all about life, growing crops, farming animals, getting to know your neighbor, and possibly marrying them. It was so different, so many concepts that were different than anything we'd seen up until this point, at least to my knowledge. I know somebody out there will probably tell me about a game that came sooner or earlier or whatever, but this was a, a different concept on consoles where it was it, it looked like an RPG, but there's no real stats that you would normally keep track of to level up. You would level up your gear, I guess, and make bigger farms and better animals and find items. And all in all, on paper, it sounds kind of boring, frankly, if I have to put it that way. And the Harvest Moon series has been around a long time. And one thing I've noticed as I did a little research is that after Harvest Moon 64, things just kind of trucked along with not a lot of changes and not anything that fans of the series really could get excited about what's amazing is that there were such fandom around it though that nowadays as you know i was a kid when the super nintendo came out and harvest moon came out now i'm an adult and really the inspiration for this podcast is the stuff i grew up with people my age and in this case probably younger who love the games have learned how to make the games they loved and elevate them and bring them up to the modern day era. And I think Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley is the perfect example of modern sensibility meeting retro thought. And that's what we're going to do this week on Neo Retro Video Game Disco. And Elliot from Tess and Elliot Argue is here. He's also with me on Budget Arcade, but he's here tonight to talk about Stardew Valley. Now, I want to say before we get to that interview, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which would be on Monday, the following Tuesday night, I'm going to be on a podcast called Next to Nothing. You can watch them on Twitch. Look in the show notes for where to find that. And with just a little further ado to do, we'll be right back with Elliot from Tess and Elliot Argue to talk about Stardew Valley. Ah, y'all, it's me, Crazy Crab, down here, Crazy Crabs, Crazy Crabs. Ah, want to tell you about our specials this week. This week we got crab legs, crab cakes, crab fingers and toes. And if you order now, we now offer delivery. That's right, delivery, with our new 30-minute sorts late policy. And don't forget that Tuesday night is all-you-can-eat napkin night. Come on down, bring the family. Crazy Crabs, Crazy Crabs. When you support our sponsors, you support Neo Retro Video Game Disco. Be sure to use promo code <coughs> at checkout. Oh, 
All right, and welcome back to Neo Retro Video Game Disco. Uh, this week, our guest is someone who is not unfamiliar with me, I think. Uh, we do a podcast together called Budget Arcade, along with Cody. Also, he has another podcast called Tessa and Elliot Argue. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Elliot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. wow. Welcome, welcome to the show. Have a seat. Yeah, there's two Good. toilets in one stall. That's really... Did you pay extra I, for that, or no? What you do is um, they have metal detectors at the local library. So what I do, I have a plastic screwdriver oh, that I I get in, and I just remove the middle partition when I have the guests oh, here. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you know, the, without the porcelain, I would not have thought this was a a public bathroom. Oh, it's a public bathroom inside the local library. Yeah. No, no. Look, I got to check some books I out. I mean, you like, walked through the library to get here. Yeah. Okay. No, but the atmosphere that you've built is stunning. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Well, and they do a great job cleaning, and I just have to pack up my recording equipment and leave it. Yeah. And leave with it, I should say. But we're not here to talk about this beautiful studio in this modestly clean bathroom. We're here to talk about Stardew Valley, a game that was inspired by Harvest Moon. Uh, it was created by somebody. Uh, Concerned Ape. He's kind of the big guy there, right? Yeah, so his real name is Eric Baroni, and it is pronounced Baroni, Baroni at least I think so, because I watched an interview with him. Uh, I can see why he went with Concerned Ape. Why? What's wrong with Baroni? No, it's just hard to pronounce, right? No, I mean, you just say, I would want to say Barone. Oh, I would say Jabrone. But it's with a B. I know, but I can't help. Where are you getting a G from? Jabroni. How do you pronounce like the word? word? How do you pronounce G-I-F? Oh, um, there is a correct answer. Yeah, I think I say GIF. Okay, that is the correct yeah, answer. Yeah, I don't think I ever say GIF. Okay. I don't think well, I you're have. allowed to stay. <laughs> here in the public bathroom nice all right uh so it was created by that concerned ape guy and the game that inspired it is the harvest moon series a long-running series with lots of iterations which was created by yosa yosuhiro wada i hope i said that correctly do you have any relationship with the Harvest Moon series? Yeah, I played the Harvest... There were four Harvest Moon games that I played. Um, one of them being the story of seasons because the Harvest Moon thing, when you look at it, is really weird. Um, the same company that made the games did not, I think, um, sell them in the United States. So the Harvest Moon games became story of seasons, which is what I think they were called in Japan all along. So they're really two games series now. It's really weird. It'll so story of seasons would actually kind of apply to the show because in a lot of ways it's similar to um, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, or whatever yeah. it is. It, not Curse of the Moon, but where the original creative team left uh, the publisher who is Natsume. Yeah, but that, that that's I think there's something else there to it too because when you look it up. It's called Story of Seasons in Japan. It's ne okay. I don't think it's ever been called Harvest Moon anywhere but here, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think I am. Okay. I almost well, remember I'll a thing, leave it up. But 
to someone else to correct me yeah. on it. I mean, it's an interesting thing to look into because the naming rights, because the, the current Harvest Moon games are garbage. And I think that's why we have Stardew Valley. Yeah. So the interesting thing about spiritual successors are if game series continue to be made of a high quality, there's no need for a spiritual successor to come around. Yeah, that's a good, right? that's a really good line of thought. So, I mean, we look at the reason that, again, Bloodstain is created is because he was, uh, what's his name? Dracula. Right. The guy from Japan who looks like Dracula. <laughs> There's so many of them. They all anyway, wear sunglasses. Um, all the big creators he, wear sunglasses. And Well, he got booted out of Konami, and he wanted to make the games he wanted to make, so that's the only way we're going to get that sort of Metroidvania-like, and the only way we're going to get the farming simulators of our youth. I say our youth loosely because I don't really have an attachment to Harvest Moon, um, is for concerned ape to kind of in the same way that uh michael mendheim took matters into his own hands to get the game that he wanted to make out right concerned ape did the same thing and the and as you probably are aware and a lot of people are aware what you hear most about the game is just developed by one guy right that's which is another cool part to me is like this guy saw this issue and was like i'm gonna fix this so i mean i i bought stardew valley literally because it was a harvest moon ripoff or knockoff or whatever you want to call it those are strong words well which it's not it definitely isn't but like that was how it was sold to me you know online is oh look this is harvest moon but better took all the bad things about harvest moon and made them go away and added the new things so when i was reading about it 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 was brought up that he used the things about Harvest Moon that were bad as a way to improve his development, like how he develops oh. by simply focusing on those those broken things. I completely, or, I'm, I'm sure it's 100% true. Like if you look at the fishing in the Harvest Moon games, there it's really bland, super basic. If you look at fishing in Stardew Valley, it's a mini, it's literally a mini game. It's completely different. It's a whole different entity. Like, I love fishing in Stardew Valley. I hated fishing in Harvest Moon, but I would do it because you needed to do it. So let's talk about sort of entry level into both Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley. They're both what I would call a farming simulator. Yeah. With very light RPG elements. Uh, Both of them start out kind of, and now I'm just basing this solely on the Super Nintendo version of Harvest Moon because okay. that's the one I played. They both started in a similar way, a similar way where uh, you're beaten down by the everyday rigors of normal life and you get the opportunity to go and farm as a way to de-stress and live the good life, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. There, I The Harvest Moon games I played, there's usually some type of, oh, the farm's going to be bulldozed into parking lots or something like that. And you have, usually most of the games have, they give you a three-year time window to like raise the farm up, which is really just a, a fake time anyway. The game, every game always just continues on, but after the three-year period, they evaluate. Nothing happens one way or the other in all of the Harvest Moon games. Same with Stardew Valley, but... But they kind of put that there. And so for both Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon, 
you start on a farm that has been heavily neglected. Yeah. So there's uh, overgrown weeds and giant rocks and trees. And so early on, the bulk of your job is to kind of clean that up and start getting some small crops going. Yeah. You start off really basic. Um, most versions have some type of stamina bar that you can work doing certain things for a certain amount of time before your stamina goes out for the day. You know, if you eat, that gives you more stamina. If you go to the hot tub, that'll give you more stamina. Um, I think Stardew Valley did a better job with their stamina where you could really put in a full day's work where some of the Harvest Moon games you could early on do next to nothing for your first, you know, month was doing next to nothing, menial work. Yeah, it kind of had the retro grind to it where yeah, it was it was less respectful of your time. Yeah. No, the the two Harvest Moon games that I played the most were uh Harvest Moon 64 uh and Harvest Moon 2 for the Game Boy Color, and that's how they both uh start out. So, the opening of my show I tried playing Harvest Moon. Or not, yeah, Harvest Moon. Okay. And the opening to the original Harvest Moon, you go into town and you have to talk to everybody yep. and they will give you the things you need to go back home yep. and work on your farm, which I did. I was frustrated because like a lot of older games, I missed one of the people. Uh, so I had to tediously go through and make sure I hit the right person. And I get back to my farm and I ho I till some ground and I'm ready to put the seed down like I would. So... I've played more Stardew Valley, and I played Stardew Valley before I played Harvest Moon. Okay. And I was used to all the good things about Harvest Moon, the intuitive nature of the controls and the sensibilities of the modern gaming era. Right. So I went to stand next to where I had dug a plot to place one seed. Yeah. And my character threw all the seeds in the air. Yes. And of like the six or eight in my inventory, only Two pots actually got seeded. And then when you water it, there's no graphical, yep, at least that I could tell, feedback to let you know you had properly watered things. Yeah, early Harvest Moon is definitely harsh. Very harsh to the player. It's very unforgiving. Um, and it doesn't do a very good job of explaining anything before you started playing it, which is what I think I liked about it is you're just kind of given this thing and you're told to like go start and you're like uh how you know and i think had i played this as a kid i would have loved harvest moon because of the customizability like the fact that i can make a farm the way i want and really back in those days outside of the pc you didn't have something that allowed you to be that creative yeah. and open with how you you know went into the game well you know so when I went to go buy this game, Harvest Moon 64, I went into uh, an EB Games, because those were still a thing back then, you know, um, and I was looking for Harvest Moon 64 specifically, and the guy there, the little snot-nosed teenager, was like, you really want to farm? And he just, I, it almost turned me off to getting the game, because it was like making fun of me for wanting to buy this like farm simulator game, which in turn actually made me want it even more where I was like, yeah, I do like what's wrong with you. Um, yeah. But the the thing I love about it is it's just so different from most of the games I play, you know, it's, 
it is like a relaxing kind of thing where you like get into a groove and you just kind of like zone into like what you want to focus on. Um, and there's like no wrong answer. You can do what you want. Mm-hmm. And even in Stardew Valley, you know, if you get bored of the farming, you can go like into the caves and it becomes like this mini RPG kind of game. So I have to say, this genre isn't for me. Even with all the quality of life improvements of Stardew Valley, I never actually got hooked on it. Um, which was upsetting a little because I love everything else. Yeah. So like we said, that it's made by one guy. The art is done by one guy. The programming's done by one guy. The music's done by one guy. So this guy's insanely talented to to be able to bumper to bumper make a game. Yeah, you know, I think he kind of um, overshot his load in the sense that he promised like multiplayer like almost right after the first the main game came out and that took years upon years it's just now like the multiplayer's just now been out for a little bit of time so i don't think he realized how much work adding everything would have been um but to see one dude make this game like that and it's so popular is just crazy like it's all one dude so he was on the on forbes yeah cuz he's a self-made millionaire oh i believe like it 30 under 30 or whatever and he put in a lot of work to get there. It took him nearly five years, and he still continues to polish and update yeah, the game. Well, the multiplayer just came out recently. That's a, I mean, that's a relatively new addition. I don't even know if it's out on the Switch for multiplayer. I know the PC version's out, but I don't even think multiplayer on the Switch is out yet. And that's the first system that he promised it for. So, uh, so there are a lot of so one of the mechanics that's true in Harvest Moon. And in Stardew Valley is that you can get married. Right. Uh, now, this kind of shows you a sign of the times almost, not to get political. But outside of a little thing called the best friend mechanic in a Japanese version of one of the Harvest Moon games, uh, Stardew Valley is the only Harvest Moon style, well, out of the core. All right. So Harvest Moon, or not, Brain! (laughs) It's hard. Stardew Valley, while it is not in the core series, none of the core Harvest Moon series, including Story of Seasons, you could only play as a boy, although now you, in some of them you could play as a girl, but you had to marry someone of the opposite sex, whereas now with Stardew Valley, you just make your decision. Well, that's if you go onto the Stardew Valley subreddit, which if you're into the game and you haven't, you're doing yourself a disservice because, again, that's like the one subreddit I think where everyone is super chill and it's all they're all super friendly. But the the story of each of those characters that you can possibly marry is completely different from one to the next. You know, right. that's one of the really cool features of Stardew Valley is like there's a lot of story that you can choose to ignore. You don't have to dive into it, or you can focus on the one character that you want to be best friends with or marry, um, but it's there. Like, it's there for you to choose, which is really cool. You know, the fun part is, like, getting into learning, like, what the person you want to marry, like, what their favorite item is. And you don't really learn what their favorite item is until you start talking to them enough, frequently enough to, like, have an actual conversation. And then you learn what they like, and then you can start giving them that, you know, things like that. Um, which of course you can cheat and just look it up all online, but that kind of takes a little bit of the fun away. It takes the fun out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, as someone who hasn't really, I've done maybe 
20 hours of this game, I think. Is there a finish? Um, After a three-year period, they come to evaluate the farm, and either it's really good or, or it still needs some work, and that's all that kind of happens. You continue on. So there's not really an ending of the game. You can go on for as long as you want. Um, but after a while, it definitely gets diminishing returns in the sense that, like, um, the thing I like to do is I typically turn my farm into a winery because that just makes the most money. Um, and so eventually you get to the point where, like, money no longer becomes an option uh, or a thing to worry, a burden to worry about, you know. Ooh. You start to max out your uh, your equipment or you buy the nice sprinklers. So eventually it gets to that point where that, that kind of stuff isn't really an issue. You can buy or make or do whatever you really want. So then the game kind of loses it. But to get to that point is a really long journey. You have to really put in the time to, to get to that position. So, um, I mean, this game is just like screams replayability. You know, I'll play it for, you know, a month or two really hardcore. Then I won't play it again for like six to nine months. And then I'll be like, oh, I want to start a new farm. And I'll do the same thing where I get really into it for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. I I can see it's one of those games where it it's not for me, but I also wish it was for me. Yeah, and I I, I feel that. that way about JRPGs. Oh, like, really? I You're not a JRPG appeal. guy? I man, tried, man. I love JRPGs. I wish I liked them more. Man. And that's the other thing. Like I've played some that I've enjoyed, but I've only ever gotten maybe halfway through. Even really? the ones I like the most, like. I really enjoyed Final Fantasy IV on the DS, okay. the, the remake. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Got about halfway through. Man. There's a game on the Sega Saturn called Albert Odyssey. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Got about halfway through. Man, that's crazy. Um, it just, at some point, I'm like, ah, I don't but care But see, I, I, maybe that's the thing. I love that grind of a JRPG. I love that grind. It's so fun to me. It's yeah. part of the fun to me. Where I'm like, no, I'm gonna do like a couple more levels where I go to the next zone because I want to be like two levels above everything and just like one shot all the things. And I get that, and I like that as well. I just, yeah. I, I think what it usually ends up happening, I hit a wall of not knowing where to go, yeah. and then I just give up. Are but, you a Pokemon guy? Um, or are you like a traditional Pokemon guy? Um, I o- only got into Pokemon recently okay. when my son got into Pokemon. All right. So my first Pokemon game was X. Okay. And I've played. Oh, that's not a really good moon. jump in point. Well, and then I'm going to be picking up Sword and Shield right. when it comes out for my son and I, because I do like Pokemon. Right. But again, I've, I'm not that hardcore about it. Well, that's like the closest so, to JRPG without like being super hardcore for it. You know what I mean? Well, part of it is I don't like anime. Yeah, that's it turns me off just the visuals. But you know, I get that way with some some t- things too. Like some of the games we played when we played Fire Emblem together, Fire Emblem Heroes, um, the the anime elements, and the same with the new Story of Seasons. It's very anime heavy. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily my cup of tea, but that's just that's just me. But you enjoyed the game, and you're not the only one. It is. Oh, on Steam, it is overwhelmingly positive. Right. And uh, last week or two weeks ago with Cody, I went over the reviews. I found some bad reviews. I found some bad negative reviews. Like, <laughs> and I went on to Steam and looked for negative reviews for this game, and there just aren't any. There are people who gave it the negative sign, but it'd usually be like, like to the point where I saw people say, hey, this game isn't going to be hurt by my negative review but i did want to point out this one small thing about the game 
And one review said, stop reading negative reviews and just buy the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's popular. So I was going to read you some of the batteries, but there just aren't any. So we're going to do something a little different. Oh boy. I take it you've played. Well, I asked you this beforehand, but I'm going to ask you and pretend like I haven't asked you. <laughs> Have you ever played Mad Libs before? Only Star Wars Mad Libs because I'm hardcore. Okay. Well, that is pathetic. Okay. Pathetic? So, what? Uh, so what I've done is I've taken an excerpt from the Wikipedia, a brief Wikipedia description, and uh, we're going to run through it. So if you listening don't know what a Mad Lib is, you remove words from a paragraph or more of writing, and you ask someone to fill in the blank by telling, asking them for things like adjectives, nouns, verbs, and things like that. So we're going to run through this real quick. And then I'm going to read it out. Uh, hopefully you pick good words. Uh, I do have a couple rules. You are not allowed to use the word run or running okay. when it comes to verbs. Okay. People tend to do that too much. You are not allowed to be explicit because it is a PC show. But if you're accidentally explicit, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first thing I need is an adjective. Uh, beautiful. Okay. I'm going to add that to the list of words you can't use because okay. that's awful. But I'll put that in here. <laughs> I need a noun. Baseball. I need a number. <laughs> Verb. Um, run. <laughs> uh, verb. Uh, That's why I say you can't use oh, run. I know. It's always, everyone it's always the, when you say that, it's of course the first thing you think of. You're like, oh, run. Um punch verb you're cutting out all the dead air that i give right in between like the minute long yeah i'm it'll be clean (laughs) or not now that we've mentioned it i'm not gonna air this unedited (laughs) yeah you're like thank god um chew leaves So how's that the first thing that comes to my mind? Awful. That's terrible. All right. You won't be back, but that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So for the listener, I have fast forwarded and chopped up everything, but in real time, it took us about 45 minutes for Elliot to do this. So here it is. This excerpt from Elliot's version of Wikipedia. Baroni. Stardew Valley's beautiful designer developed the baseball over nine years and frequently interacted with jealous waffles during the development process. The game was heavily inspired by the colossal TV remote. Wait, inspired by the colossal TV remote video game series with additions to address some of the herd of cats of these games while using the white house as an exercise to improve his own punching and game tripping skills. The publisher Ambitious Pig approached Baroni midway through the development with the offer to chew the notebook, allowing him to focus more on crashing it. Stardew Valley received positive reception from hot dogs and was one of the top-selling onion rings on Steam shortly after release. By the end of 2017, it had sold over negative four copies across all leaves. Well, you butchered that. You ruined it. I did. You ruined it. Elliot, why don't you tell people where they can find you? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Elliot underscore argues. Um, that's E-L-L-I-O-T. No one knows how to spell Elliot the right way, so I have to kind of constantly remind people. Um, but I'm also on the Tessa and Elliot Argue podcast with my wife, where we talk about weird news stories every week that we found. Um, I'm on Butcher Arcade uh, on Tuesdays with you, of course. Uh, and now I have a new podcast called The Wall Pull, uh, where we talk about World of Warcraft Classic, which just came out. So you can find uh, me there, too. I'm everywhere. I'm all over the Internet, you know. Uh, so I'm done talking to you. And uh, what I have here in this box. Oh. Now, oh, don't overthink um, it. No, don't overthink it. What feature? I need you to do, I'm oh. going to be leaving the room, and uh, you need to defuse this. So oh. uh, have at it. I got to go. Oh. Do I have any supplies? Just my hands? I need a, I'm going to need a paper clip, a chocolate bar, and the newest episode of MacGyver. Well, that's episode two of Neo Retro Video Game Disco done and in the can. You know, was it worse than the first? You can let me know on Twitter at jqueezy. You can follow the show on Twitter at Neo Retro VG Disco. Don't forget, tomorrow night, which is Tuesday, the whatever, the third? Sure. I'll be on uh, Next to Nothing on Twitch. Uh, I, they, the, look in the description. I don't know how to say the name of the channel. It's spelled. It, it, who knows? All right. But uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time with more Neo Retro Video Game Disco. Thanks for listening. Neo Retro Video Gaming is created by my dad, Jeff. It comes out every other Monday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>